This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7. 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, and 1440 AM. You can also listen on com as well as the ESPN app. And also you can find our podcast. Just go to com, look for players only, or wherever you get your podcast, just uh, look for ESPN Syracuse and uh, type in players only. Yeah. So that's how you could find us. You could also find us on Instagram. As well, and you know, keep all your questions coming. We'd like to answer as many as we could, and who knows, maybe at the end of of our show today, we might have a few. But now we're getting close. It is essentially past the midway point in October. It's now time to look at playoffs. Yeah, and it's getting right down to the wire here. Mm-hmm. The for football, a lot of yep, football playoffs start this week. Uh, but today, um. We've been talking a lot of football recently, and let's talk about the other football, mm-hmm. a.k.a. soccer. And for those of you who think that uh, soccer should be just called football and then our football should be called something else, you got a point. Um, so let's talk. Uh, let's let's go boys soccer first. Had a lot of interesting action. Um, all throughout. Yeah. All throughout. And uh, a lot of upsets were in the making, uh, especially we start with uh, with Double uh, A. Uh, the semis, by the way, they're all set. This is where we're at. Um, the semifinals are where we're at right now in both boys and girls soccer, I believe. And um, yeah, and it was really good action. Uh, all the quarterfinals took place uh, last week. Uh, and in double A, we had a couple of upsets and then not so good upsets. It was pretty much half and half in terms yeah. of the quarterfinals. Uh, top seed FM got by Rome Free Academy real easily, uh, winning that one 7 nothing. Uh, Cicero North Syracuse over Ballinsville 1 nothing. And then the two upsets at the bottom of the bracket West Genesee, uh, and well, West Genesee took out uh, Liverpool in uh, a penalty shootout. Uh, as well as Utica, Utica Proctor actually won. It says on Syracuse.com that Nottingham won. Uh, that's that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utica Proctor did win. So only had the one upset in Double A, but you know this are this is what the semis are set. Both at uh, Christian Brothers Academy on Wednesday this week. Number one FM against number four Cicero Syracuse, number six West Jenny, number two Utica Proctor. Um, this should be a pretty good one. Pretty good yeah. semis down at Christian Brothers Academy this week. Yeah, I think FM is definitely still the favorite. They showed it in the RFA game where they just have utter dominance when it comes to a lot of the teams in this uh, class. Uh, Nick Donnelly has been on fire all season. He's their star player. You also have to look at some of the guys like Evan Newton, Evan Terreri. They've got a ton of talent all around there. And goalie Jake Lavelle. And uh, you see their regular season record where their only losses are West Tennessee, Liverpool, and CBA. And those are three really good teams right there. And, uh, uh, so I think they're going to beat CNS. But on the other side of the bracket, um, I think West Tennessee does pull off another upset, beating number two Utica Proctor. Uh, West Jenny right now is 
poised to be the upset team making their breakout run in this uh in these playoffs you see a nine five and three record for them on the year and it just looks like they're going to keep it going after they uh upset third ranked liverpool in the quarterfinals yeah and you and you look at the head-to-head matchups uh with the semis uh this week between the north stars and the hornets uh, uh they tied their first matchup back uh early september towards the beginning of the year uh tied that matchup one one and then fm Won the second matchup on October 3rd, 4-1. to And then you look at the other semifinal between West Jenny and Proctor, uh, head-to-head in their last five. Uh, West Jenny won the... Uh, wow. This will be the first matchup between the two teams since September 2012. Yeah. Over 10 years. Proctor won that matchup 2-1. to West Genesee, out of their last five meetings between these two, West Jenny took three out of two, uh, three out of five. So I I expect really good semis this week. I mean, I think FM's going to make it to the title game. As you said, they've been mm-hmm. playing really, really well uh, all year long. <clears throat> uh, the West Jenny Proctor semi. That's going to be a close that's one. That's going to be a fun one. Especially that's, since. That's the nightcap. Yeah, Proctor is a team that a lot of these teams haven't really experienced before because they're in the TVL rather than the uh, SCAC. So mm-hmm. um, the differences in conferences make it so that uh, while FM's played teams like Baldwinsville, like CNS, like Liverpool and Jenny, uh, the other teams haven't seen Proctor. So right. maybe that brings an element of surprise into it and Proctor might be able to go all the way here, but I still see West Tennessee winning. I think they're a more talented team, a more athletic team, and I think they uh, get, it, get it done over Utica Proctor. Yeah, and, and in terms of the final, I, this is really FM's tournament to lose. I agree. Yeah. They've been uh, dominant, as you said. Um, yeah, uh, if, if there was another team that I think that could uh Spoil FM's run. I'd probably say it's either going to be Proctor or CNS. Yeah, uh, CNS has done. I mean, they they drew them back in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, so they know how to play FM tough. Um, but again, it's going to be a, a, a tall road. This is really FM's tournament to lose. Yeah. So on to Class A now. Uh, a lot of good quarterfinals took place in Class A. ESM, the top seed, uh, beat Indian River two nothing. New Hartford took care of business against number five Central Square, five nothing. Watertown did an upset over number three Jamesville Dewitt. Uh, it ended in a one-one draw, but uh, Watertown won in a penalty kick shootout. And then Christian Brothers Academy just really took took care of Fulton, eight nothing, the final in that one. So at FM, the semis at Class A, we have number one ESM against number four New Hartford. Number six, Watertown against number two, Christian Brothers Academy. Who do you think wins this one? I mean, I, I think this one is a little bit more up in the air than Double uh, A would be. Yeah, I think you see a lot of good talent all around where ESM and CBA have been the two powerhouses throughout the season. New Hartford, you've never been able to count them out as a contender in Class A. But then Watertown with the huge upset against uh, Jamesville DeWitt where um, – at the very end of the game, Seth Charlton uh, kicked the game-winning uh, penalty shot and um, advanced to play CBA. Uh, they're led by star Jack Rathbun. And so um, I'm really thinking that CBA is going to be able to beat Watertown here fairly easily. We saw it in their just dominant win over Fulton. And then I think ESM, 
I'm not really uh, predicting many upsets here in the semis. I think ESM plays CBA in the finals, and that's where it gets really interesting because yeah. both these teams are state-ranked. They're both uh, just the premier cream of the crop in <laughs> Class A, and that matchup would be insanely fun to watch because, really, we, ha- we haven't seen them play each other all year, I don't believe, and that would just be a great matchup between two elite teams. Yeah, and... Um... The last time Watertown and CBA met in the soccer, in, in boys' soccer, back in 2013, October 30th of 2013, with CBA winning 2-1. to one. I wouldn't count out Watertown quite yet. I think Watertown is going to uh, make a surprising run here. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to give CBA a little bit of a run for their money. But as you said, um, CBA has been excellent all year round. They've been unbeaten all year. I would watch out for Jack Rathbun on Watertown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he scored nine goals on the year. He leads the team in goals, uh, as well as uh, Marcus Cole, sophomore midfielder. Can't expect much out of a sophomore midfielder than nine goals. Yeah. Um, I keep an eye on that Watertown CBA game. If I were you, that was uh, that one sounds to me like it's a trap game for CBA. Um, but then again, I could be wrong. Um. In terms of the other semi between ESM and New Hartford, I really think that that the Spartans are going to win, and it's it's it probably won't be close. Yeah, I, the, I really don't think it will be close. Yeah, they're both the Spartans, actually. Yeah, it's like which one can you tell? Spartans versus the Spartans. Yeah, one's orange and blue, the other one's uh, maroon and white, if I remember correctly, in terms mm-hmm. of colors. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the final is set for Saturday at one o'clock at Shenango. Um. I, I, it's going to come down to three teams, I think. It's either going to be ESM, CBA, or, dare I say it, Watertown. Mm-hmm. I think, because I've seen this before, where you've had a middle-of-the-pack seed win a tournament. Yeah. It's, it, it's, not, it, it's not that too far-fetched. I think Watertown's got a pretty decent team. They're going to be riding that high after beating Jamesville DeWitt on Thursday, and uh, <clears throat> they might surprise some people. I really I mean, think they will. They've already the upset the 16th ranked team in the state for Class A. There you Let's go. See if they can beat number nine in CBA. There you go. All you got to do is go up from here. On to Class B now. Here, real quick, and uh, we got South Jeff against uh, Skinny Atlas in one semifinal. South Jeff took care of Chitnango. Skinny Atlas took care of Oneida, and then in the other semi, we have Marcellus against West Hill. Marcellus shut out Westmoreland Oriskany, and then West Hill took care of business against Central Valley Academy. Um, so it's one v five, three v two, uh, in the semis. Who do you got? All the semis take a place to Jordan Elbert. This is a fairly chalky bracket. We've only seen one upset in this entire bracket, which was the five seed beating the four seeds. Really, mm-hmm. nothing to look at there. I've got West Hill. We interviewed uh, Charlie Demore uh, yep. earlier in the season, and uh, he's in an one of the best goalies in the entire section. They have some real talent there, especially by with Luke Gilmartin. He he's the star of their basketball team, the star of their lacrosse team, and the star of their soccer team. There you go. So I think uh, West Hill right now just has the best case. Although Marcellus is going to give him a good fight, and you can never count out either South Jefferson or Skinny Atlas. South Jefferson is the one seed. They're twelve one and two on the year, just one loss. That's an impressive uh, team right there. And then on the other side, that Skinny Atlas, they've. Their soccer program is one of the best in mm-hmm. the section as well. So um, you can never count them out. Last year they were twenty-one and zero, 
So wow. it won't surprise me. If I had to predict right now, I'm going to go with West Hill versus Skinny Atlas in the finals with West Hill winning it all. There you go. I, I You know, and, and I remember when we talked with uh, Charlie last week, he did say one of the toughest matchups that his team faced this year was Marcellus. Yeah, and they have a... That's so, going to be a good semi There you go. Right there. <laughs> that should be a really good semi. That's the nightcap uh, at Jordan Elbridge on Tuesday. Um, I, I it Really, I think Class B is just really up for grabs. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, as you said, all four teams are really, really good this year. Yeah. And all four really deserve to be in this spot. Um, I kind of like Skinny Atlas as an underdog. Like you mm-hmm. said, um, they're a team that has shown a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, over the past few years, they've had really, really good teams, um, and and they know how to compete in a playoff environment mm-hmm. like this. South Jeff has had a really good year. Um, I'm not saying they're a weak number one seed. I think um, they just got to be on their toes. Skinny yeah. Atlas is is, is going to make them work for it. Uh, but you know, I, I think the key game out of all five classes right now in, in terms of semis, the West Hill Marcellus game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be huge. Yeah, this entire class is Jordan a toss up. I expect a lot of people from both schools to show up and, and, and cheer on the teams. It, it should be a fun one. Yeah. The final is set for Tuesday, November 1st at 5 at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will go through uh, the rest of uh, Class C and DM Boys Soccer and talk girls soccer. So more players only when we come back here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And we're back on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7, 100.1 FM. And let's get back to boys soccer here. We got two classes real quick to go through and a lot of upsets. Yeah. And I mean a ton in these two. Uh, in Class C alone, the one seed Utica Academy of Science gets upset by the eight seed Mountain Markham. Mount Markham winning that one one nothing, and they'll take on four seed Waterville, who took care of business against Sakwa Valley, also by the same score of one nothing. And then in the other semifinal, we have number three Cooperstown against number two Tully. Cooperstown beat Frankfurt Shiler one nil. Tully over Stockbridge Valley three nil. So. In Class C, with the semis taking place at Canastota, Canastota High School, Wednesday, October 26th. Uh, okay, who do you got? Because that Mount Markham upset over Utica Academy of Science really changed a lot of things in Class C. It does. I think uh, Utica Academy of Science was uh, kind of a weak one seed, only an 8-6 and six record. But um, you definitely have to take that into account. But I don't think that the Mount Markham versus Waterville game is going to play much of an impact on who wins at all. I think it com- the teams that it comes down to are in the other semifinal matchup with Cooperstown versus Tully. I think whoever wins this game, and it's going to be a close one no matter what, but whoever wins this game goes on to win it all. Because I think these two teams are by far the best teams remaining. You can't count out the other two. But um, if I had to pick one right now, I'm going to go Tully. I think their roster is more well-built all around right now. 
Um, but I mean, Tully has the star power, or yeah, Tully has the star power in a lot of their players. You can just see uh, Ryan Rauber scoring it well. Uh, Colby Diamond on Cooperstown, you can never count him out. So um, yeah, honestly, it's a toss up. I'll go Tully to win it all right now. And on the other side, I think Mount Markham continues their run. So I'm gonna pick Tully over Mount Markham in the finals. Well, that's that's really good. And speaking of Mount Markham, I kind of like how Mount, Mount Markham has played. Uh, Ryan Denton and Kevin Gates, uh, two seniors on the team, leading the team in, in goals with nine apiece. Uh, this is a team, and you also got to watch out for Will Lunny, another senior, six goals, six assists. He is a playmaker. And he's the one who made the only goal in the UAS upset. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, I kind of like Mount Markham to, uh, uh, to win against Waterville. Now, mm-hmm. in the results, last five, they met twice this season. Waterville won both games 3 nothing and 2 nothing. Um, so I think Mount Markham can hang. It's just can they score against a good team like Waterville? Because you know Waterville's thirteen and four on the year. The last time Mount Markham, uh, I-, I guess, really didn't lose to him was a tie game back in twenty eighteen, a two two game. So I kind of like this one. I think Mount Markham finally gets over the hump and beats Waterville in the semis. Again, and as you said, whoever's going to win Class C is going to come down to that second semi between Cooperstown and Tully. I kind of like Cooperstown pulling the upset, really. Mm-hmm. I uh, Tully Tully's had a great program in a uh, boys soccer, um, but I think Cooperstown uh, Cooperstown will surprise some people. They only have one loss on the year. They're well, definitely yeah. a great team. So I, I actually think Cooperstown's going to pull it off. And who said they're only a baseball school? Yeah. For those of you that don't get the joke, Cooperstown National Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, but the final is set for Tuesday, November 1st at Vernon Verona Sherrill. That'll be a 5 o'clock uh, kick there. So on to Class D, uh, last one here on the boys' side. Again, a lot of upsets. Mm-hmm. We got some upsets here. Uh, Fabius Pompey actually took care of business against Hamilton, uh, winning that one in a shootout. Uh, Poland took care of Bishop Grimes. 6-1. So it'll be Poland, Fabius, Poppy in one semi at my alma mater. All all uh, all semis in Class D will be at my alma mater, Mexico High School. That's a first, I think, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then Modern Day Academy took care of business against Belleville Henderson. But perhaps the biggest upset in all of Section 3 boys soccer tournament action so far, 10-seed Manlius Pebble Hill upsets number 2-seed Lime 2-1. to one. So it'll be modern day against Manlius Pebble Hill uh, in the other semifinal. Again, just like Class C, that upset by the 10 seed, Manlius Pebble Hill, that throws everything out the window. It's now a wide-open tournament. I mean, it really does. You see a team in MPH that they've been competing all year, but they just haven't been able to get uh, consistent winning streaks going. And so um, and you look at... Uh, their rotation at goalie was part of the problem because they just can never get consistent play. Their uh, main goalie throughout the season was Abe Solomon. They also had players like Liam Allen rotating through. But in this game, Will Markwood stepped up. He got the start and goal this game and was absolutely dominant against Lyme. And that was the reason for their win. Nick Lurvey, uh, as well as his brother Sam and Andy, they've been leading MPH to big things this year. So I think they're going to uh, keep it going, win over Mater Day, but I don't think they can beat Poland. Because I think yeah. Poland, it's a really chalky pick, I know. Poland's the one seed. They're 16-2. and two, But 
Uh, they have some great players there. Uh, Carter Cookingham, the sophomore, uh, I think he has the argument to be one of the best players in the entire section for boys soccer. I think next year we're going to be looking at him as the premier player in Class D, and uh, if he's not already that. And then they also have uh, great players like Dayton Jones and Austin Huckabone. So I think Poland right now is the best team, but I think MPH right now is playing with some real grit, and I think you can never count them out. Yeah, you really can't count anybody out, especially mm-hmm. in uh, the semifinals here. Um, I, st- I still think, I think you're right. I think Poland's going to win it all, really, in Class D, but I think Fabius Pompey's going to give them a run for their money in the semis, I, I think. Yeah. Um, it won't be as easy as Poland thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the other semi, I'm, I'm going for the underdog. I, I think Manlius Pebble Hill, they deserve to be in the final. I'm sorry. Um, they t- upset McGraw back in the first round, winning 4 nothing, mm-hmm. And then they get by a very good Lime team. I mean, Lime had a really great year. And it just it just came to an end uh, yesterday with a tough loss uh, to MPH. But, you know, I- I- I'm rooting for the underdog. I think Manlius Pebble Hill should make it to the final. I don't think anybody's going to beat Poland. I think Poland's just going to run. Uh, they're going to they're going to win the section three title. They but, could win states, honestly. Yeah, they could they could easily win states too. But I think, really, in all honesty, I, I'm going to go for the underdog. Although when Mater Day did play uh, MPH in the uh, regular season, Mater Day won six to two. So uh, can't count well, them out. Either. Eh, I'm still going for the underdog. Mm-hmm, I agree. Why not? On to girls' soccer now real quick. Uh, we'll try and get as many as we can before our next break. Uh, we'll start with Class AA, and uh, a very small field uh, in, in AA. Only, it looks like, uh, six teams made it. Uh, it'll be West Jenny against Liverpool in one semifinal, uh, FM against Cicero North Syracuse uh, in the other. Uh, all sem- uh, semis take place at the host schools. So that being with the final being set for Tuesday, November first at Shenango, seven o'clock uh, kick. Who wins this one? I mean, Liverpool took care of business against Romford Academy two 0 and FM crushed the heck out of Syracuse uh, Central School District six nothing. So who wins this one? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Cicero North Syracuse. I think their roster all around is probably one of the most well constructed rosters uh, behind junior goalie Megan McGrath. I think uh, they have the best defense out of everyone remaining. Um, and also their leading goal scorer in Emily Rio has been pretty much unstoppable when she decides she's going to attack the goal. Uh, she's just been able to get consistent shots that are generally placed well. And then West Genesee, I think, does beat Liverpool. West Genesee is the one seed here, and they have a bunch of talent all around. But uh, they do have some trouble in goal where uh, they split time between Jenna Orr and Julia Poussant. And I think CNS's consistency in that goal spot is really going to be the difference maker and the uh, double-A finals. Yeah, the North Stars, by the way, are looking for revenge. Yeah, They faced FM twice and lost to them both times. 1-0 back in September and then earlier this month, 4-2. to So North Stars got a little bit of revenge on their minds in that one. The West Jenny Liverpool game that should be fun. Uh, Liverpool won the last matchup, winning one nothing. So the season series is split between the two. Um, that should be a fun one as well. Uh, as to who wins it all, I say that's up for grabs. It could be anybody, mm-hmm. really. In all honesty, it really could be. All right, we'll take another break. When we come back, we will have Nat Tesca Prince of ITC joining us, Syracuse ITC. 
uh, football player, offensive and defensive lineman. And uh, we'll talk to him uh, about some good stuff. So we'll have him on the program coming up next here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And uh, Nate, uh, Nat should be coming on the show here pretty soon. But until then, uh, while we're waiting for him to call, uh, let's uh, continue talking about girls' soccer. we got four classes to go. We have, uh, on the Class A side of things, we have uh, ESM taking on number 5 Whitesboro. Um, ESM took care of business 8-0 against Indian River, and then Whitesboro beat Central Square 3-0 to get to the semis. And then number three, JD, against number two, New Hartford. Uh, JD beat Fulton 2-0, and New Hartford crushing Watertown 7-0. So semis are taking place at Shenango High School on Tuesday with a final set Friday at SUNY Cortland. Who wins this one? I really think this one could be also anybody, too. I mean, the top two seeds, ESM and New Hartford, really just blew their opponents out of the water in the quarters. Whereas Whitesboro and JD, they took care of their opponents. They shut them out, too, but they didn't score as many goals. So it's essentially a battle of offense versus defense in both semis. Who do you got in this one? There's a bunch of really good teams in this field. ESM undefeated New Hartford, the reigning sectional champions, and JD uh, is another really good team there. So honestly, as you mentioned, it's anyone's uh, bracket. And right now I'm going to have to go with ESM. They've just looked unstoppable all year. Uh, every team they've faced, they've basically shut down. They've only allowed one goal the entire season. They allowed one goal in a 7-1 to win versus Cortland. Every other game has been a shutout. That's pure dominance, unlike what we've really ever seen before. And I don't think ESM is stoppable right now. So right now, I think that um, ESM's the favorite. They, they should take care of Whitesboro fairly easily. And then on the other side, JD versus New Hartford. That's one of the best matchups of the week with two really good teams there. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take JD. And I think because of their players, their talent, and Megan Baker, Lindsey Parker, just all around, they have a really good uh, roster makeup. So I think that JD wins this one in a really close game versus New Hartford. My final score prediction there would probably be 3-1, to 3-2, to two, something like that. And then I'll just take ESM over JD in the final. I kind of like that too. I, th- I, you know, JD has a great team. Kind of surprised they got the three seed. They really should be at least the two. Um, they got themselves a great team, as you said. Megan Baker, really good player uh, for the Red Rams. Um, in terms of the the first semi between ESM and Whitesboro, I kind of like the Spartans in this one mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> as well. I mean, they took care of business against Indian River. Whitesboro, though. I want to count them out because Whitesboro is a really good team, mm-hmm. and they can make some noise. I mean, and and in the last meeting between the two, by the way, it took place back in 2012. Yeah, ten years. Uh, Whitesboro winning five one, um, but ESM has been unbeaten on year. I don't I don't see them losing. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think I you know what? In all honesty, I think ESM is going to cruise. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the Spartans are going to win. 
uh, Class A and represent the section in the state tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, pretty good here. And then um, on Class B, I think we have another really good uh, bracket there with West Hill as the one seed. Uh, they look to be primed to take over that bracket, but uh, Marcellus, the 11 seed, upset number three, Lauville, and that was a huge game um, where we saw Marcellus just dominate them on both sides of the ball. So right now I think that this is West Hill's uh, bracket to lose, but wouldn't surprise me if Marcellus won it. All right, we now got Nat here on the line. Nat, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, thank you for having me. I'm really happy and excited to be here. Yeah, um, so let's let's talk real quick here, Nat. Um, uh, let's let's talk here a little bit. Uh, recently, you played against a West Hill. Uh, your team won sixty-five to six. Um, how did that feel? I mean. I don't think ITC uh, made the Section Three tournament. No, they did. Oh, They're they did. For, yeah. Oh, I thought they did. Um, so, how does it feel? You know, playing in the Section Three tournament and uh, and uh, getting a, getting a win right away. Well, they haven't played in the playoffs yet, but oh, that was their. Game oh, that was right their before. last game of the season. Yeah. So they oh, that's be. right. So how did, how did it, how does it feel? You know, heading into the Section Three tournament. Um, you know, we've had a really a really up and down season. You know, we played some of the better teams in our class um, at the beginning of the season. And then um, we went on kind of like a, uh, a run towards the end of the season. And, you know, it's always fun playing West Hill. They're our rival. That's, our, that's, our, that's the game that we kind of circle. So it was really fun to be able to get out there and beat them the way that we did. But we're just looking forward. We're just looking ahead and ready for the challenges coming ahead. And out of all the games that you've played so far this season, which one do you think you've seen the toughest matchup for your team? Those matchup, um, uh, Indian River, you know, and I think that's probably everyone's toughest matchup. You know, they're they're really good, and um, they play this well. So, um, you know, we're just gonna see how the cards fall, and if we happen to play them again, you know, we're just gonna um, do what we know how to do. So, uh, Nat, you've had a really good year uh, playing defense uh, uh, this year. Um, it says here you're an offensive and defensive lineman as well. Um, on the season, you've had 13 tackles so far. So which do you have more fun playing? Do you prefer playing offense or do you prefer playing defense? Oh, man, I'm, a, I'm an offensive guy. I love offense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why do you like playing offense? Um, I like playing offense just because, you know, um, I don't know. I just like getting pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. And how do you manage your endurance playing both ways? Um, you know, it, uh, we, I just feel like, you know, it's a testament to like all the work I put in everything, um, all the conditioning I've done and everything. And, you know, it just, like, as you get along, it, I'm not going to lie, it was tougher for me at the beginning of the season. So I wasn't really, a, I wasn't really, I didn't really play as much on both sides of the ball at the beginning of the season. I, I started every player on offense, but I wasn't playing as much defense at the beginning of the season. And as we got to the season, I'm progressively kind of playing more and more defense. Um, and, you know, you just like, I just like you kind of just play yourself into shape, and it just gets easier as the season goes along. So you're a senior this year, obviously. Um, 
and uh, obviously it's it's been a long long four years I would assume uh, with the COVID pandemic going around. Um, so out of out of your uh, I I don't really know how long you've been playing football for, um, but what do you think was the best moment uh, of playing football, either? you know, this year or all the time you've been playing at uh, ITC? Um, I've been playing football since the seventh grade, so I don't really even been playing that long. Um, and I'd have to say my best um, moment was probably my sophomore year um, when we had beat Chenango. And, you know, that was kind of, that was our team's, first win in probably like three or four years, you know? So it's like, um, when I came in, you know, I could see I hadn't won a game in, you know, two or three years and it was consistently 0 and 8, 0 and 8, 0 and 8. Like when me and my group of uh, seniors now, you know, the group that we have came in, you know, and we kind of take credit for kind of building up the program and making it what, you know, what we are today. And, you know, we're not perfect, but we're a lot better than what we were. Um, and, you know, we, we had beat, we had beat Chenango with a close game, but, you know, it just felt great because, you know, that was something that we could own. That was something that we did. We beat them. We, we got IDC to be able to win a game. And that was something that a lot of other people hadn't been able to do. So now that was our, that was our first one that kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah. And as Matt mentioned, um, you are a senior this year. Do you have any plans of playing at the next level? Um, yeah, I, I do. I'm actually uh, left up to have a couple of Division two scholarships. Um, and um, I'm really looking forward to playing at the next level. I, I'm, I'm probably going to um, make a decision towards uh, probably pretty soon after the season, the season ends. But, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing football. Nice. That's always a good thing uh, when you have a couple of choices to make and you and you got to decide between the two. All yeah, right. definitely. <clears throat> so um, let's – Close out here of our segment here with a little bit of a couple of fa- uh, quick fire questions here. Um, this is what we do every single time when we have a guest come on the show. Um, and if and if you listen to the show, you know how some of these can be different. Yeah, definitely. Shall we say? Um, so let's start. Let's start off with an easy one. Let's start off with uh, what's your favorite color? Uh, orange. Orange. That's. I think that's the second week in a row we've had an orange yeah. as a favorite color. <laughs> yeah, because, um, yeah, yeah, Charlie last week said he liked orange. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, favorite pregame meal if you have one? Um, I like peanut butter and jelly. It's good, good with energy. You know, it gets you all fired up. Nice. That, that's that's good. Nothing, nothing beats a classic like PB&J. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah, beats definitely. a classic. Definitely. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, favorite movie? Um, I don't. I don't think I really have. Um. Oh. Oh. No. You know what? It is Elf. 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 Yeah. Uh, the, ah, nothing. Nothing like the Will Ferrell classic, especially right there. With the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And speaking of holidays, uh, Halloween is coming up in just a little over a week. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Man, I don't, I, I don't really celebrate Halloween anymore. You know, I, I eat candy all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> had- yeah, but but um, favorite candy, uh, I like the Musketeers. There you go. Three That's Musketeers one, yeah. bar. 
Oh, yeah. I love those. Love those. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, favorite vacation destination, if you have one. Oh, California. Love California. Oh, wow. Anything, any, any city in California that you like to go to? Um, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change my answer. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Vegas. I love Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Have you been there before? How many times? Yeah, I've been there uh, quite a few times. And I love it. Nice. Nice. Anything in particular in Vegas that you like? Um, I just like, you know, cause like, it's like, you know, being in Syracuse and then going to somewhere like there, it's like, it's, it's such like a contrast mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like a whole different world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like, it's like, you can't even believe that like that's part of like, you know, this world. you can't believe that it's like on earth. So it's like, it's like, it's more like sightseeing for me. It's like seeing all those, the tall buildings and like, it doesn't even seem real. Yeah. All right, and last question here. Who has been your biggest inspiration so far? Um, my biggest inspiration, um, I'd have to say, you know, I'd have to say my parents, you know, because um, there's been there's been quite a few times throughout this journey that people haven't believed in me, and there hasn't, and there hasn't been, I really haven't felt like there's been anyone in my corner. And I know for a fact that every single week, day in and day out, they're always pushing me, they're always um, motivating me to be better than I am. And they're always telling me that they're in my corner and they always have my back. So, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do this without my parents. Nice. Well, Nat Tesca Prince, thank you so much for joining on the show. Uh, we hope to talk to you again soon and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. All right, bye. We will wrap up Players Only here, presented by Point Guard Advisors, when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. And uh, real quick, let's wrap up our uh, girls' soccer uh, preview here. We got Class C and D here real quick. Number one, Watertown IHC took care of business against Cooperstown. Actually got by by the skin of their teeth, winning 3-2. to two. They'll take on number five seed, Mount Markham, who beat Frankfurt Shiler. Uh, in their quarterfinal matchup in the other semis, number three, Saquat Valley against number two, Beaver River. Saquat Valley beat Dulgeville 4-1. Beaver River over Herkimer 5 nothing. All right, so who wins this one? I think I'm just going to stick with the chalk here. I'm going to go with Watertown IHG. I think they're the uh, best team just in and out. Their only loss this year was out of section in Al Sabla Valley. So uh, that wasn't even then only a one-point loss uh, in their second game of the season. So I think they're definitely the favorites here on the other side of the bracket. I think Beaver River is just as good with an 18-0 record. So you can't count them out either. Actually, you know, I'm going to just change my pick. I'm going to go Beaver River, the two-seed, gets the win here. They're going to upset Watertown IHG in the championship game, which is going to be held at SUNY Cortland. So that's going to be a good atmosphere. Um yeah, I think Beaver River's got this one here. Although you can never count out uh, Sequoia Valley, and uh, they're a pretty strong team. They're fifteen two and one record with some really good players. Yeah, Sequoia Valley I have as a dark horse, but I agree with you. I think Beaver River is going to win this thing as mm-hmm. the two seed again. Kind of disappointing because, as you said, they went unbeaten all year. 
Uh, they really should have gotten the one seed. I think it was probably due to a tiebreaker. Um, but, you know, I, I it's going to be a great matchup between the one and two in the final. Yeah. I really think that's what we're going to have down at SUNY Cortland. And uh, great place to play. I've been there. I've called games there. Um, it's a great place. Uh, great atmosphere, like you said. I expect a lot of people to show up uh, from both schools, and it should be a really exciting final down at SUNY Cortland. And then finally, Class D, uh, also the final taking place at Cortland as well. Uh, Cincinnatus, the one seed, took care of business against Remsen. Uh, they will face the four seed Copenhagen. Four seed Copenhagen. Uh, West Canada Valley had a great run, but they ended up losing in the quarters to uh, Copenhagen. 5-1, the 12 seed, in it as far as the quarters. Uh, and then number three, Poland, will take on number seven, Hamilton. Hamilton upset Bishop London one nothing. Uh, we all thought Bishop London was gonna uh, make a nice run, but apparently mm -hmm. they got beat in the quarters. And then Poland uh, took care of business against Belleville Henderson. Um, this is not wide open per se, but uh, I I don't think you could count on Hamilton at all. I don't think. I don't think so either. Um, I think Poland should beat Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I think they have the talent to do it, especially with their two stars and Lily Martin and Logan Cookingham. But um, outside of those two, they do have some flaws in their roster. So I think if Hamilton's going to win, they're going to have to attack that. And then on the other side, Cincinnati has been dominant all year, 17-0 record. They haven't allowed more than one goal uh, in a game on the season. So, yeah, I'd have to take Cincinnati to win it all. I just think that their defense, well, their offense is a little bit lacking at times. Their defense is just untouchable, mm -hmm. and teams like Copenhagen aren't going to be able to score consistently enough to where they can outshoot uh, Cincinnati. So I think it comes down to Poland versus Cincinnati, and maybe Poland gets the attack enough times to where they can pull off the upset, but I just don't see it happening. I'd say Cincinnati by a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is Cincinnati's uh, tournament to lose. Mm -hmm. um, they got themselves a really good team. Yeah. I There's no doubt about that at all in my mind. Hamilton could make some noise. I could see Hamilton upset in Poland in the semis. I really do. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah, but uh, in, in terms of winning it all, I think Cincinnati's has just got way too good of a program. Mm -hmm. Way too good. Um, and it's, like I said, it's their 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 tournament to lose. Well, that'll do it for our show today. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't, we don't have time to answer any of your questions on Instagram, um, due to the fact that again we covered a lot of soccer today. Yeah, there was um, a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, we'll be talking uh, the football playoffs get underway. Uh, the seating meeting, I think, is going underway right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. Last we'll I be checked, seatings later today. Yep, definitely. And uh, so the football playoffs will get underway uh, this week as well. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. It's playoff time. It's mm -hmm. win or go home. Yep. It's the same thing for the uh, for the Yankees tonight. Win or go home. Uh, don't remind me of that. But we'll don't talk. Don't get swept. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk again next week on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. Have a great week, everybody.